Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly. All right. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Andy Foote, LinkedIn guru, to LinkedIn Live show with Jack Kelly. So, hey, I'm really, I'm really glad to have you here, Andy. Um, particularly this time of year where it's winding down, but people still need jobs, worried about finding a job, worried about losing a job, and mastering LinkedIn and knowing what to do and how to market yourself and how to brand yourself is so mission critical. And by all counts, you are the go-to guy. And I'm not saying this in a cavalier way. You're like the go-to guy who knows all about LinkedIn. Well, thank you very kindly, Jack. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having My me pleasure. on. And thanks, thanks for that very warm intro. Um, yeah, I mean, I share, I share what I know. And I, and I share it frequently and LinkedIn is my platform of choice. And I've, um, I've worked hard at it and been on the, the platform for, um, over, over eight, eight years. Now, how did, what made you decide to go and be kind of a LinkedIn expert? Because that's such eight years ago, that would be wait, what is, what, what's going on? How'd you find it? What made you decide to go in this direction? Yeah. So I found myself, um, as a stay at home dad mm -hmm. and I was looking after my little one and I was, uh, I was on the laptop and I came across this thing called LinkedIn. And um, once I realized what it was and, you know, more importantly, the potential of, uh, of the platform, I, I dove straight in and I started uh, to educate myself on how to, you know, maximize the use of the platform. And I ended up, you know, getting a gig by doing, you know, by, by putting in some of those, um, some of those techniques and, and, and things that I'd learned. But I actually started off with groups. That's where I started to play around with the, the LinkedIn platform back then. And it blew my mind, Jack, that I could build communities um, built around any kind of purpose. And um, more importantly, people would join those communities. So clearly, you know, there's an audience of participants out there and I got competitive with those groups. Some of them weren't growing fast enough. So I would, um, I would jettison them, the ones that weren't performing as, as well as I'd hoped. I would say to uh, one of the, the LinkedIn uh, group members, uh, I would ask them, hey, do you want to run this community? And invariably they would say yes. Uh, so that's how I started to, uh, you know, educate myself and to understand how it worked. And, you know, it's, it's not a, I don't think it's an, uh, an especially uh, difficult um, platform to learn, but um, it, it does change all the time and it does force the user to make um, hundreds of, of choices, hundreds of micro choices along the way. And not all of those choices are, um, are, are easy ones. And sometimes, you know, in terms of branding, they, they can trip you up. Yeah, it's one of those things where it seems from the outside easy to navigate, but then when you realize, wait a minute, I post something and then no one's seeing it. Well, I don't get it. You know, I have X amount of followers, X amount of first degree. They don't see what gives. And that's what I thought if you're, if you're okay with this, really what I wanted to discuss with you is with, with the job seeker in mind. And I know you 
teach LinkedIn to all sorts of different people for all different types of reasons. But for this, to really help people who have lost their job, I mean, gosh, we had like 60 million plus people file for unemployment here in the US since mid-March. Millions more are worried about holding on to their job. Millions are taking jobs underneath what they really want, but they just need the paycheck. They need the health insurance. And LinkedIn is the go-to platform, like it or not, there's a go-to platform for white collar professionals. And now it seems to evolve to more people as well. Um, and I, I, I got a whole, when I mentioned that you're gonna be on, people love you. And I got so many questions that they share because I say, hey, if you have any questions, let me know. And they got it. So I have, if you don't mind, I have a lot of questions, uh, like just involving with the whole search, the career. So if that's okay with you, we can kind of talk about some of those things. Is that right? Absolutely. So sure. one of the biggest things is this, what I hear from people is that they know they should be on LinkedIn, obviously, but, and they know they should market themselves, but they'll tell me, hey, uh, I'm kind of afraid. I don't want to say anything dumb. I don't want to say anything that like seems inappropriate. I don't want to post that and no one like comments that I feel really embarrassed. And so they don't do anything. And then if you're looking for a job and you're really not getting out there, you're defeating it. You know, what would you suggest for people who like who have that? And, it, and it's real. It's like, you know, they're not just saying it. They're not like lazy. I don't want to do it. But I, I, I believe them that they're just nervous about it. Yeah, I would I would say overcome those nerves uh, as quickly as you possibly can. Um, uh, uh, um, a, a saying by uh, David Niven. Uh, comes to mind. Uh, he said, if all of life's a stage, why wait in the wings? And for job seekers in particular, uh, you have to overcome that shyness uh, or whatever it is, right? That, um, well, why would anyone, you know, read anything that I've written, right? Why would anyone uh, watch me uh, on, on video? Um, well, everyone, I think, has um, has stories and not stories as in you know, this, the, the stories feature, the, the, <laughs> right, ephemeral, right. the ephemeral feature. What I mean by that is everyone has a, a story. Everyone has, you know, something uh, valuable, important, uh, relevant, uh, interesting to share. Uh, and you need to get that story out. And it starts with your about section, right? That, that has to be a, uh, an enthralling story. It has to be a story that gets the reader to ideally take some kind of action on you, right? So your about section is where, you know, your biggest and perhaps most important story needs to be told. But beyond that, you know, that's all I'm doing is I'm telling stories. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing information in a storytelling way. Um, and I'm also doing it true to my personality. Uh, you've got to, you've got to let your character, um, your, your, your personality shine and don't be afraid, uh, in worrying about what other people might uh, think about that, right? Um, you're, you're, you're unique. Thank goodness we are all unique uh, because, boy, it would be a boring, boring beige world if we were all saying the same things and all believed in the same thing. So, uh, I, you know, be unique. Don't worry about um, what others might think. Um, be a little strange or a little weird because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I know I am. I do some weird yeah. stuff, right? Uh, and you probably do too. So, Get over that fear. Get over that. I mean, I get a, a lot of clients um, who say, Andy, you know what? I'm, I mean, I've done all these amazing things in my in my career, but I just don't feel comfortable 
um, showing off. Or, that, that's or that's exactly what I'm talking about. There are different reasons why they just they they, they just can't push themselves to do it. it. Exactly. I get it. And and I think it's something to do with you know Midwestern perhaps humility. Um, and I and I tell them, look, um, you know, if you don't do it, then no one else is going to do it for you. Number one. Number two, your competitors are already doing this. They understand the game. And number three, if you earn those credits, right, you did all these amazing things in your career, then you have a right, right, to project and to broadcast and to coast on them, frankly, because that's how you're going to convince people to do what you want them to do. So get over that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said, accomplishments, uh, you know, what is your story? Uh, and then Look out there in terms of, you know, what's succeeding, right? And specifically, I'm talking about not just the about sections, right? Uh, you'll see lots of great about sections and you'll think, wow, I can, I can replicate that. I can, yeah. I can use that same sort of uh, format or that same approach. I'll make it my own narrative, my own about section. You can do the exact same thing with content, right? Because you can see, you can quickly see whether a content is succeeding or failing. And of course, you want to replicate, you want to use the successful uh, content out there for your purposes, right? That's how you come across as someone who perhaps knows how to, uh, knows what their brand is, right? Knows how to, to broadcast it or project it, knows how to promote themselves, but not in a promotional way, uh, but in an insightful, here's something of value, uh, you know, here's something important that I want to share uh, kind of way. So that's really good. It, just to go back, it's interesting. When I was thinking, you know, I think when most people think about LinkedIn, it's kind of making a post, you know, writing something, responding to something. But you're saying start with the story, start with the about. And, and when you say that, should people interpret that that's a narrative uh, um, or is it just factual, like bullet point, bullet point? Or is it you're literally telling a story like you're talking, you're talking to a friend? The way, that, yeah. So the way that I craft summaries for my clients, or the about section as they're called now, um, is that I, I, I like there to be a beginning, middle, and end. I think po- people are very interested in the the origin story where people started off. So, and often that's where their passion is. That's where it comes from. So, I was working, for example, with a client who whose father was in the jewelry business, started off as a salesperson, and then actually um, started his own his own store. Uh, and she's done something similar. So that's an origin story and people identify them mm-hmm. with that. They, I think fundamentally, uh, Jack, when people read the about section, they want to understand, I think they're desperate to understand what makes people click. Uh, whether that's a, a recruiter trying to make a decision on you or whether that's a potential business partner or perhaps your boss thinking about elevating you, whatever the objective might be. I think that's fundamentally what people want to see there. The factual stuff, keep that for the experience section. Right, because that mm-hmm. it is what it is, right? Um, right. But but the about section is definitely an opportunity to to market yourself. Absolutely. Now, when you said get a little, you know, weird about it, is uh, how how weird do you get? Or does it depend on your? Does it depend on what you do for a profession? Like if you're like an artsy creative, then I guess you could be really weird. If you're like in a stuffy investment bank, maybe not so much. Or it's it, it holds for everything. So I think there's I think there's something called creative license, okay. and I, and I don't think that it's uh, career specific, frankly. You yeah. know, some 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 uh, professions and one that I came from uh, might still be uh, quite stuffy. Uh, so I'm thinking about the legal profession. Uh, so there may be limits, right? It, there may be some guardrails in terms of what you can and can't do. Uh, but if you think of it instead of you know, oh that might be weird or that might not be understood. 
if you think of it in terms of a creative license, I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a there was a guy a guy's uh, headline um, a few a few years back that I, I pointed out, which I thought was incredibly funny, and he was a copywriter. But part of his headline, I don't remember the full headline, but the one that stuck the, the part that stuck out to me was not a doctor. <laughs> and, and that told the story. What that told me was his his mum probably or his parents wanted him to become a doctor, right? Yeah. And now that's that's forever more enshrined, right? Yeah. That disappointment. He went his own path. So that's what I mean by creative license, not a doctor. It's it's all about you know choosing the right words, and 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 then the other thing is of course you can change it based on. Uh, what inspires you? So if you see something, then you change you change whatever it is uh, on your profile. Your profile, your LinkedIn profile page is a living, breathing document. It's dynamic. It changes when you want and when you change. It's interesting. So, so I can say it's, a, it's something that can draw you in because I've saw, I can't, whether it's Twitter or what have you, for, for turning back to clock a couple months ago, there's this whole big thing about a doctor. Like you're on a plane with your parent and they say, oh, is there a doctor there? And the mom and dad looked at the kid. Well, you know, if you were a doctor, they'd be calling you, <laughs> you know, a little guilt there. So it, it taps into something, to some families that they're looking for their kid to be a doctor, lawyer, what have you. I, that's it. And now would you take that and then when you want to go online to market yourself, you know, to brand yourself, same things or kind of you change it up a little bit? Yeah, so there are many different ways that you can uh, go to market in terms of uh, content, as an example. So your profile page, you know, that's one piece. Um, I also advise on content strategies. So what I found is that it takes a long time to get any kind of traction, uh, Jack, on online, uh, on, on, on LinkedIn in particular. Um, and so my, you know, my, my favorite expression is I'm a, an overnight success that took eight years yeah. uh, because it seems like, well, he's come from nowhere, but actually this, I've been working at this, um, you know, day in, day out, and I've been fairly obsessed with the LinkedIn platform. And most people, uh, I'm sure you know this, most people are not. In Correct. fact, you know, they, they, they suddenly decide, oh, crap, I, I, need, I need LinkedIn or mm -hmm. I need a LinkedIn page, or I need LinkedIn to do something for me. And in particular, these days, I need LinkedIn, right, to find the next gig. I need it urgently. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the expression, you should be digging a well, uh, a well before you're thirsty, that definitely applies right. to LinkedIn, right? In an ideal world, you should have been building up your, your uh, social uh, currency to spend on LinkedIn by building relationships over the years so that when you parachute in and say, help me, help me, help me, you'll have a band of, of brothers and sisters who are willing to do that because, you know, that's, that's it's, it's about reciprocity, but it's about those, those relationships, right? So the people that are helping you ideally know that if they help you, then mm -hmm. you, they can cash their, their favor in when it comes to their time of need. So there, there are a bunch of things here. Um, you do need to be building relationships. You can't just expect to have success straight away. This applies to not just in networking sense, in this networking sense, but also in terms of the content journey. Uh, you know, you, I, have, I have thousands of followers and I don't really care about having thousands of followers. What I care about is having a hardcore of fans who when they see my posts, will jump in and start engaging, right? So that's what you need. That's what you, somehow you need to try and build up 
uh, as quickly as possible. And the best way to do that is just to start by writing or start by creating content. And you can go to market in many different ways. You can use stories. Uh, you can use video, native video. You, if you get access to LinkedIn Live, like you know, like like you have, you can do LinkedIn Live. Um, at, or, but you can also write articles. You can write posts. So there are many, and, and the way, and also it's, it's an easy setup, right? There are very few barriers to doing all of this. You just start writing and LinkedIn gives you all of the publishing, um, you know, tools to do that. Uh, and as I said before, you know, look at others, look, look, look to how other people are succeeding and then try and replicate that. Now that strategy would still be for somebody who is a job seeker, but not, you know, somebody who's trying to build a following because it sounds like, even if you're a job seeker or you're looking for your neck, you're, you're working, but you know, just want to be out there. So develop a reputation still, you want to cultivate that audience. You want to build your network. Yeah. It's, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's not just about having uh, it's not, it's not just about building the fan base. It's also about influencing the people that you, that you are targeting. Right. So, from a job seeker point of view, you will have presumably a shortlist of dream companies and dream jobs, and you will have you have done your due diligence and you will look you will have looked for the decision makers in those target companies. You will have found them on the LinkedIn platform. You will have monitored their uh, their their recent activity, right? So now, right, if you compare the information at your fingertips and the 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 access. And the you know the strategy uh, techniques that you have available now, they are nothing in comparison to what we had 10, 15 years ago, right? You should be able to uh, touch those people. You should be able to make them aware of your presence either via browsing. If you browse, you're my target, Jack. I I don't I'm not connected with you, but I browse your profile. You browse me back, all right? So I've got a premium. Um, membership, I can see who's browsed me, I can, I can go back, you know, three months to see who's browsed me. I browse you, you browse me back. Now I know for sure that I'm on your radar. Next step, I'm going to send a connection request or better still, I'll follow you. You follow me back. Now I definitely know there's, there's some potential in building a relationship with you. I send you a connection request, but it's a, it's a meaningful uh, a connection request along the lines of, dear Jack, uh, I saw your comment about uh, I don't know, hot air ballooning the other day. And I thought it was, I thought it was spot on. I would love to connect with you and give you direct access to my network. That last bit's important because it's not just about what's in it for me. I'm giving you access to my network that I've built up. So there's something in it for you. But I've also showed you that I'm paying attention to who you are and what you do. So I've researched you. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a cut above the, whatever it is, the candidate that, that other people you know, might go in cold. So you're using the LinkedIn um, mechanism to create awareness, to get on the person's radar. And you do that, ideally, you know, you can be, perhaps I was going to say go for coffee, but these days it's all virtual, mm -hmm. right? But you can have virtual meetings and then, you know, I hate the expression, take it offline because offline to me is dead. <laughs> if something is Not offline. Not much you can do offline right, right now, right? Offline, I mean, yes, but, you know, take it virtual. So that's, you know, that's, that's one example of, of how to uh, leverage LinkedIn. Another example might be uh, perhaps you don't want to go straight to their profile. Perhaps you want to look to see what the company, the organization, one of those dream companies is doing. Perhaps they've got a custom hashtag. So you start looking at their custom hashtag to see 
all of their content that they're currently excited or interested about. And you, you school yourself, you educate yourself on the types of subjects that are, you know, that are, are, inter are of interest to them. And then you start to build up a profile, a better understanding about, you know, that organization. Because the more informed you are before meeting any of them, before saying anything to them, then obviously the more successful you're going to be. Um, so that's just that's just uh, some some ways to go about um, you know being a an informed um, and insightful LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, what, what I'm hearing from what, yeah, what, what I'm hearing what you described me is really to be thoughtful about what you're doing, and I think most people, and I'll include myself there as well, kind of just jump into the water. You know, it's like, ah, I know how to swim. I'm going to jump in the water and just swim without really having a thoughtful approach and say, wait, I just jumped, jumped into the deep end and really I'm not that great of a swimmer. So maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should wait kind of the middle and work my way up. And what you're, you, you know, the undercard I'm getting is really like, all right, this is not just because it seems like so easy to go and do and, and you're on there and you'll get noticed. It's not, it's not that easy. And you really have to have a game plan and you have to really think it through and employ some of the strategies you were talking about so that you can be more productive in getting to follow the right, getting in touch with the right people, having the right people get in touch with you. Yeah, which, yeah. which takes time, which is it, a lot. It's, it's it a lot. You, you make time. it sound easy, but right, it's a lot of, no, it's, it's, not it's easy. a fair amount of time, right? It's, it, it takes time, yeah. it, takes, it takes a technique, it takes nuance as well, because you know, ideally you're trying to stand out from the crowd, but you, you wanna do that in such a way that comes across as um, you know, someone who is keen to get ahead obviously, but understands how to, you know, work the system, which, which in this case is, is LinkedIn. And, the, you know, there are many different creative ways of doing that, um, for sure. Uh, you, you've checked me out now, so we followed, followed each other. Now you're looking at my activity uh, section, so my content stream. And then you, oh, oh, he's written something about hot air ballooning. So that's what our company yeah. does. That's interesting. Uh, oh, okay, so he's an, he's an accountant. Uh, well, actually, we're looking for, you know, and, and mm -hmm. it's all, it's all about, it's all about these happy coincidences or discovery, whatever you want to call it, us, you know, bumping, bumping into each other, but, but you're, you're in control of the bumping into each other, right? You're making these, 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 these connections happen. Um, and there's, there's no, there's no limit in terms of doing this, right? The only limit is your time and your ingenuity in, in how to do that. But the, fun, the, the two fundamental ways of doing that are, you know, get your story straight on your profile page, make sure it's immaculate, better than anyone else's, right? Super professional, no mistakes, typos, et cetera. Uh, so make sure you're, you know, you've got your best suit on, the equivalent of your best suit on, uh, and then go hunting. And then, you know, do your due diligence on the, your dream co uh, target companies, and then, you know, specifically drill down on the people, the decision makers that you need to influence in some way, and then you start following them and use the return browse. Uh, and then if you connect with them, then, then fantastic. Um, maybe you don't want to connect with them. Maybe you're just happy following them. Find out which groups they belong to. What are they doing in the group? Are, you know, what are they talking about? Now, ideally, you'll become a known quantity. And the more they know you, then the more likely they're going to perhaps invite you for the, you know, the first round, uh, the screener. So... LinkedIn is definitely a tool, but it's a tool that needs to be understood to be fully leveraged. It's interesting because I'll have, as a recruiter, I'll, I'll advise people before they go on an interview and I'll even say stock, cause I'm not going to miss where you know, stock, it is stalking, you know, the, but, yeah. the people you get to meet with, but uh, there's a good percentage of them 
feel very uncomfortable, put aside the word stalk, but feel very uncomfortable doing what you mentioned because they feel like they're invading someone's privacy. They, I, would you suggest to go incognito to do that? Because it's a thing. I, I definitely hear from candidates, they feel uncomfortable doing it. And I would say to them, well, you really need to look at it because you want to know as much about the interview as possible. Did you go to the same school? Did you grow up in the same area? Do you know the same people? You know, there's so many things that you learn from the person that when you go into the interview, you could be much more confident because you're like, oh my gosh, I really know Andy all about him, what he's about. So when we go and have that conversation, I, I know he's a, I'll make this up, you're a Chicago uh, you know, baseball fan. So like we'll talk about baseball and it, it just breaks the ice. But there's a lot of people, they're just, they feel uncomfortable doing that. Did, have you noticed that? Do you see that? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, people use that same word, Jack, you know, oh, I don't want to stalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well guess what? It, LinkedIn is, is a stalking. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. actually what it's, what it's designed. <laughs> that's what it's designed yeah. to do. Is yeah. to is to you know uh, make make stalking available to you. And <laughs> it's to, socially acceptable stalking. It's it's, it's normalized. Yeah. It's 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 normalized <laughs> stalking, um, and everyone does it. And you know your competitors certainly are doing it. And to yeah. browse someone in private doesn't help you. You know it's yeah. it's it's a sneaky uh, type of endeavor. Sure, you might learn something <laughs> from it, but guess what? If they have premium and they're yeah. checking their you know their browser history, and you don't appear on their radar, then you know, then that doesn't help you. So get over that. You know, again, it's, it's weird. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be really, dude, I'll be really straight out. There, like as you can imagine, as a recruiter, you you always want to look at profiles. But then I find myself. Let's say I look at you know you know. Jane Doe's profile, right? Because I'm thinking of her for a job. And if I go back another day and look, I'm like, oh my God, she's gonna think I'm a weirdo. And like, why am I keep looking at profile? And, I, and I'm, I'll, I wanna say, well, no, I'm looking at profile because I think you're great for the job, not because I'm you know, a creep. But there is that element, I think, where people have it. I think you've overcome it. I think a lot of people wrestle with it. I'll, I'll, I'll put myself included. I'm, if, like, if, I, if I'm looking at, let's say, let's say there's somebody who I want to have, I'm making this up on a podcast, right? And I see them and I want to see their stuff because I want to see is there stuff we could talk about. And then maybe I, I was like, I can't remember. And I go back again. Then I'm like, oh my God, you're going to think what's wrong with me? Why am I keep going back? And I, I have that feel. I do go back anyway, but I do have that little feel. And I figure if I do that, a lot of people are going to have that. But you, you've, you've passed it, it seems like. You've come to like, nope, that's what you got to do. I, I've reached the point, <laughs> the point of no return. <laughs> that's oh, that's oh, what no. it's for. It's talking. Oh, oh. Yes, stop it's, it. Get, that, you know, that, don't worry about it. And of course, you know, there, there are. Yeah. I'll, I'll be searching for, yeah. you know, another Jack Kelly, and mm -hmm. I'll, you know, I'll land on 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 his right. profile when I meant you. And so there are, you know, there are always, you know, accidents uh, in terms yeah. of browsing. But I could have multiple brow, multiple uh, tabs open yeah. on my browser, and it, it may record that I'm, you know, it yeah. may appear that I'm looking at you every day, but it's it's just that I have my tab open. Yeah, yeah. So I think people understand all these technical, uh, you know. Yeah explanations but the big explanation as i said is that this is a stalking platform this is what it's designed for and it's 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 public right and you know you put See, yourself this you is put yourself I out talk to you because i don't think i've ever heard anybody you know just like say about hey this is a like just to pull back the veneer let's, let's be frank this is a stalking platform this is what it is this is what you got to do and say it so matter-of-factly I think yeah. you're the, seriously, I think you're the only person brought up, but you're so right. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And I think when you say that, it gives people the comfort to say, oh, okay, I could do it. That's fine. You know, so if you have those 
kind of reluctancies that I mentioned, I'm being, like I said, I'm being very, very upfront about that, that a lot of people have it like, oh, all right, yeah, I guess that's fine. It's almost like LinkedIn should say that, like, okay, we want you to do it. Or maybe that's not socially acceptable for them. I don't know. Well, I don't think they've ever said that. I mean, back <laughs> back back in the day, Jack, they used to say, "Look, only connect with people that you know," yes. which was always, to me, it was a it was a head scratcher because the whole point, you know, for me, you meeting people join, was yes, it's <laughs> like I want to I want to connect with people that I don't know. Right, you want to you want to meet new people. Yes. Exactly. And I think the, the whole stalking thing is, this is an old website, you know, yeah. it, it, it was uh, created, I think, in 2002. So I think we're beyond the fact that yeah. the, the, the concern about oh, I'm being stalked. I mean, if you're yeah. that concerned about being stalked, right. uh, you know, with a capital S, then you block that person. So, yeah. um, you know, there's that. But I, I think, I think the worst case scenario, Jack, would be particularly for job seekers would to would, would be to feel invisible. Right to, to to feel ignored, that that's right, right, you know right. that that's that's the absolute worst. You're on there. You want to get you want to get something done. You want people ideally to discover you, and you know, in the at the end of the day, yeah. you want to get something from all of your effort. And and, and stalking is part of that. Um, you know, it's it's not stalk. It's research, and you know, people research. Why not? You know, that's that's. Um, that's what it's there for, and some of us are some of us are good at it, and some of us uh, can learn how to be good at it. So, so I'm glad you brought up about you know people want to be noticed; they don't want to be ignored. What what would you suggest for somebody who just lost their job, or maybe they've been out of work for a while, and they're like, "All right, I, I got to do something." And you, you talked about the you know the story, the about side, you know, finding people to connect with. But any, any suggestions? to just really get out there and brand themselves, make themselves known? Yeah, I think I think the first thing I would do is find a local group. Uh, so that's going to be online, right? That's going to be virtual, uh, who are in the same boat, mm-hmm. right? So in the same situation, I think that brings uh, a, a certain kind of comfort and support, right? And having people that are uh, walking in your footsteps, going through the same kind of hardship. I think find a local group or a virtual group uh, it, it doesn't have to be industry or function specific, uh, but that may help. So job seeker group, and then find that find a group that 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 is also trying to. Well, yeah, I don't mean to, now this would be on LinkedIn, or could this be LinkedIn and just other could, online could, groups? And, could be. I'm thinking. I'm thinking online. I'm okay. not thinking LinkedIn, right? Online okay. because a variety of. And then ask as well. Ask your friends. Hey, have you ever, um, you know, been in my situation? Is there a is there a group, a job seeker group? And and in particular, start speaking to them about LinkedIn and how to fully leverage that platform because chances are they'll know uh, how to or they'll know someone or if not. You know, they'll have some basic skills and do that. And that, that ought to be free, right? So that's not going to cost you anything but your time. And, and then start to learn how to fully uh, leverage LinkedIn in terms of the techniques that I've been speaking about, but learn from, you know, those, those job-seeking peers. Uh, and then start, to, don't, don't write anything, just observe, right? Observe for a week on LinkedIn, look at profiles and, 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 and just cycle through profiles, uh, ideally not your target companies yet, because you may not be ready, right, for prime time. Just cycle through profiles, uh, perhaps profiles in your industry, in your function, and then decide whether or not these profile pages are good, great, or middling. And if they're great, 
then look at why they're great. Try to understand what makes them great. Was it their banner, right? Did they have a professional looking banner, right? What about their headshot? Was their headshot impressive or was it meh, right? And try to emulate why those impressive headshots. Maybe go to a, maybe get a, a D, I mean, my current headshot is um, an iPhone portrait, right? I've got the iPhone 10 and that was number 68 in my, in my bathroom. Uh, so you don't have to spend any money, right? Just and if you don't have an iPhone 10, then borrow one or borrow friends, right? But you can probably get a great headshot from your phone these days because the the camera's excellent, and you have that, you know, perhaps portrait software if you're on iOS. Uh, and then look at the about section uh, on those those profile pages that you're cycling through. Uh, which ones stand out to you? Which ones impact you? Which ones told their story and, and, and made you remember them? Okay, did they resonate in some way? How? How are you going to tell your story? Uh, and take a bash at that. And then make sure that your experience section is full, right? So you're, ex you're, you're sharing as much info about your career trajectory, about your, your career path in your experience, in experience section as possible. Don't worry about the headline so much. Uh, or the name, but certainly get the, the, the headshot uh, correct. Uh, and then, right, once you're ready for prime time, uh, start to, to think about content strategy. Okay, how am I gonna get on the radar of some of these decision makers in my, you know, my target companies? Um, how am I gonna get that, how am I gonna get that dream job? What am I gonna write about? Is it hot air ballooning just because because Jack Kelly's into that? Mm -hmm. Or is it accountancy? Because that's my thing. That's my, you know, that's my that's my jam. So that's, I think, uh, you know, the initial step is look for that initial support group, make sure that they're doing LinkedIn, under, start talking about LinkedIn, sharing uh, techniques and, and, you know, what works, and then start doing your own research uh, on what you can see out there in terms of excellent profile pages, uh, you know, very professional, but also excellent content. So by doing that, you become familiar and you can say, okay, this is, this is what I get is a pretty good attractive profile makes sense and maybe i could take some of what they're doing and take the best of what i see out there but then also it gives you some sense of all right you're not going to choose the company you want to work for first it sounds like you start with whatever other company but you get a sense of who works there their background so your antenna is up and you're kind of absorbing all this information then when you're looking at the companies you want to work for and finding the people there you, you kind of, all right, I know who to look for, what to look for in these profiles. So, yeah, so you're a little educated about it. it very educated. It, it, yeah. If, if you have, if, if, if you have nothing but time, then you can take your time doing this. But you know, I would say it's 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 very important to understand um, not just who the decision makers are, but who they where they sit with in terms mm -hmm. of the organization, right? Who, who do they interface with? And think of yourself getting to that, getting beyond the screener. All right, just to make sure you've got all the qualifications and getting to interview. Maybe that's a virtual interview these days. And, and imagine having to the ease of the conversations you'll have because you are so more informed than your competitors because you've spent at least a week analyzing the mm -hmm. decision maker's recent activity and the people uh, around him or her. And you, you understand you know, what they're interested in, what they're excited about, uh, what they typically talk about on LinkedIn. If you're lucky, right? Because I mean, recent activity can be hit or miss. If someone is not terribly active on LinkedIn, that's your decision maker. Then there's not, not not a lot on LinkedIn to go by. But LinkedIn is just one website, right? You can look at their digital uh, breadcrumbs and see where else they are on the web. If you have a name, and you can research them, you know, out out with external to LinkedIn. 
So, but yeah, there's no excuse for not doing any any research mm-hmm. these days on you know your target companies and your you know, your target people. Are there are there things that people do on LinkedIn? I'm sure there are that just drive you crazy. Then you look and go, "What are you doing? What are you thinking?" Are, are, are there things that you want to tell people? Listen, if you're doing such and such, please stop. Don't do it for the love of God. Stop it. This is not yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a bunch of things. I, I think my, my, my top three yeah. uh, don'ts would be the headshot with, you know, a celebrity, right? Uh, I saw one the other day with uh, a guy and, and, you know, with Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on. I mean, he's a sales guy, but who cares, right? It's yeah. like, it's you. You don't need to, you don't need someone else in the frame. You're selling yourself. You're not saying, "Oh, look, I managed to stand with Richard Branson for five yeah. seconds before he told me to you know, <laughs> get, buzz off, right?" Yeah, to get lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, people see through that, right? They're looking for authenticity, but they're also looking for professionalism. So you know, you, you wouldn't have the headshot like, dressed like James Bond, dressed like you're just about to go to a cocktail party mm-hmm. in, in in your bow tie. Right. right? It doesn't make any sense on 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 LinkedIn. So you know. Uh, you don't even have to wear a suit or a jacket mm-hmm. or a tie, depending on your, you know, your industry. But as long as you're looking smart uh, and you're, you're not unkempt, uh, it's got to be your, your, your face, your likeness on that. And it's got to be recent. So there's no point having that meeting and they don't recognize you because that shot that you loved, like of you 20 years ago, thinner and less gray. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, don't do it's that. Hilarious. It's got to be you. It's got to be recent. So they recognize you. And then, and the other thing is emojis. In because I'm a I'm a purist. I'm a writer. <laughs> I want text in your about section. You don't I like don't, it when you have someone like they have thirty. When you go to someone's profile, it's like thirty emojis, and like all these things going on, and you're dizzy. Like what? Where, where yeah. am I supposed to look? What's going on yeah. here? It's like, why is that? Do you think they feel that just going to get your attention? Because that just distracts me. It drives me nuts, and yeah. I think I think somewhere they may have read, oh, yeah. this is you know this this makes this makes you stand out, yeah. or it's easier to easier to digest. Nonsense, right? What's easy to digest is yeah. is 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 writing, yeah. you know, uh, cleverly written, uh, you know, simple writing that 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 does a great job, you know. Uh, does a great job of, of of narrating your story. You don't need any, you don't need, you don't need anything exotic or, or 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 you know even the bullets. I just I just want the standard black circle business bullets. Yeah. Don't do anything like ticks. I mean, what does a tick indicate? A tick means that's right. No, it's or a star. Just go with the round. <laughs> don't do anything crazy in your about section. Keep your headshot professional and make sure it's current. So you don't you you wouldn't be a fan of the guy who has his arm around like cropped out of with his girlfriend to show hey look I have a girlfriend yeah. or the logo of his sports team that he follows or his car or you know his alma mater so I guess th- those don't fit no. either and don't, no not at all and and, and <laughs> don't write your about section in the third person either Jack uh, Kelly is the <laughs> finest recruiter ever. Yeah. Don't do that. That was that was never never uh, credible to start with. Everyone knows that you wrote it. Yeah. Um, what about what is it, what would, you don't have a picture at all? Does that yeah. does that bug you? That drives me crazy. It, it, I mean, it's it's a problem, isn't it? Because it it, it looks it, one of two things, right? Um, you're hiding something, yeah. Or you or you can't be bothered, yeah. So it's it's never a good look to have that you know that gray icon. Just get your photo in there and. Um, you know, make sure that everything is completed on your profile page because LinkedIn will ding you, right? If if you have if you're not an all star, if you don't have all star status, then you know you probably won't appear in as many searches 
as all stop. So in other words, they want maximum data from right. you. Give them maximum data so that you're not, uh, you're not, you know, fettered in any way in terms of appearing in searches by recruiters and, and, and whoever. All right, what do, you, what do you think about this? Don't make fun of me for this, Eddie, but I, when I look, let's say I'm, I'm conducting a search for whatever it is, and if I see the picture of somebody, and if they look happy, I go into contacting them feeling good. If they look like, you know, a lot of people have that look, you know, like, I don't know, they have like you know, some kind of like angry look, whatever. I'm still going to contact them. But going into it, I have my guard up a little bit. So, yeah. Is that a normal thing? Like, would you? No. Or it's that just... I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a completely uh, valid and normal reaction, I, I, I'd say. Uh, I, try and put, I try and put myself in, in the, that person's shoes because it might be that they're not, you know, they're not confident about their smile, mm -hmm. right? It might be something as simple as that. And right. so, I, you know, for the longest time, I had a, I had a headshot that, that looked a lot like this. <laughs> And I made it work for me. I happened to be squinting in the in, yeah. in the sunlight, but yeah. I made it work for me because I, you know, I changed my headline to the reason I'm not smiling is because I've seen so many bad uh, LinkedIn profiles. Today. Oh, I remember. So, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, you don't be, have that one. That was a former one, yeah. right? Yeah. So because because I realized that, you know, my countenance looked grumpy and <laughs> I thought, I'd, you know, make something make something of it. But in real life. <laughs> In real life, as you as you can hopefully tell, I'm you know. I'm, well, you know. I'm, all right, all right. Since we're talking about, it, I yes. gotta tell you, when I see when I saw your pictures, right? I would I would I would have picked you. No pun intended. I would picture you as a different person. I would picture you much more gruff, you know, much more surly, and like you're coming across, you're the nicest guy. So it's that's what I'm talking about. It's so interesting because you formulate opinions about somebody and. Like, you know, not to get off topic, but you know how there's a conversation about unconscious bias. Turn back the clock. I was like, wow, what's that? But you know what? I get it. I get mm -hmm. it because not just for, you know, from racial issues, but just, just regular people. Like, yeah. Like, I remember yeah. seeing that, you know, like that early picture of you and thinking, all right, I don't know. This guy might not be the friendliest guy to get in touch with. And clearly I would, I'm wrong and I had an unconscious bias about it because you're totally opposite. Yeah, so, and, and yeah. Until we until we start talking to each other, yeah, uh, we really don't know that much, right? There's only so much that we can, uh, I guess, absorb, and then at a glance, right, we make yeah. those snap those snap judgments. It's a it's a real thing. Yeah. All right. Off topic a little bit. What are since 2008 ish being on LinkedIn? They're always changing the algorithms. They're always kind of changing different things. How how do you feel about that? Does that is it, does that make your life miserable because you have to follow everything they're doing? No, actually, it gives me something to write about. <laughs> Good point. There you go. All right. I, so, <laughs> so you I, want that? Oh yeah, duh. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in reality, yeah. I I love it. I love it yeah. when LinkedIn tweaked the algorithm because um, people like myself who are you know somewhat obsessive about what's going on in the platform and I'm constantly trying to decipher right what what's happening uh, certainly in terms of content because that's that's make or break for for a lot of a lot of folks um, who depend on LinkedIn for a livelihood right they need they need a certain amount of engagement they need they need that discovery happening all the time they need reach um, but yeah it's it's something for me to write about and uh, what I found no surprise is that there's huge appetite for anything LinkedIn algorithm related 
because everyone is trying to figure this out, trying to understand, you know, what the latest ramifications are of a, you know, a tweak uh, or, 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 or whatever's happening. So, and then there's endless speculation because of, of course, LinkedIn will never uh, very rarely come out and say, we've made a change and here's why. So there's a vacuum. Uh, in between those those moments when they do declare something has changed and why they give a reason in between there's a vacuum and everyone jumps into that vacuum myself included uh, and we're just guessing you know hopefully some of those are intelligent guesses based on uh, you know what we've actually seen with our own content so this is it's, third grade jack kelly naivete here why like why, why can't he just have it where you post something and it just if you're if you have x amount of first degree it goes to them and you x you just go to follows dude dude that's that that's actually the way that's the way it should be well, am i missing something why is it not out? i'll tell you way? why i'll tell you why because linkedin needs a hopper right there, there's so there's so Wait, what's many a hopper? Creators, what does that mean by which i mean there are so many creators who are right. pumping out um a huge amount of volume of content uh daily every every second on the platform right millions and linkedin needs a, an algorithm to operate like a hopper right so all that data is coming through and it's being it's being um it's being tested at the bottom of that hopper right so the the algorithm is doing all of the heavy lifting in terms of deciding whether or not content is good who should see it and how often they should keep testing that content so it's determining the reach it should get and based on how people are interacting with that piece of content, it gets affirmation of whether or not the algorithm got it right in that first test. Keeps on testing, keeps on testing until eventually the post dies. So that's that's the Hopper an, an analogy, but that's that's why they do it, Jack. They need an algorithm, uh, an algorithmic, an algorithmic approach to dealing with content uh, initially. And then at some stage, LinkedIn editors may get involved, um, may boost their favorite content or content which they think is, you know, deserves to be boosted because it is, after all, they're, you know, it's a publishing house and they control it. Mm -hmm. See, it's so interesting because I think most people would feel the same way, you know, that, that brought up like, wait, if I post it, it should just go out to the people I posted. It doesn't work that way. But it does make sense from what you're saying is if you have, you know, is what, 600 million, whatever it might be now on the platform. And even if you have a small percentage just putting out a lot of content, it could be garbage content and they have to have some controls. Otherwise, it's like you're drinking from a fire hose. It's just out of control and they got to make it more of a, a yeah. water fountain that's a, more controlled. There is, yeah, there is a, there is a um, you know, for the longest time, a lot of people, including myself, have been calling for a subscribe button. So similar to a follow button, but mm -hmm. you know, once you click subscribe, then you're guaranteed to see every time um, Jack Kelly publishes something, right? Why do they do that? It's and brilliant. So they, they're kind of doing that with something called newsletter. Uh, newsletter gives that option to subscribe to Jack Kelly. Um, so Jack Kelly gets in the habit of writing a, a post or an article and then, you know, your subscriber base increased. Well, they see that and then you have that ability to increase that. Is that out that. now? Or is, or it it is out, but it's, oh, it's, rolling, it, it's rolling out. So newsletter, uh, it's rolling out. Not everyone has access to Newsletter it. or newsletter? News Use, newsletter. Wow. newsletter. Yeah, LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, I don't have it yet. And the only way that you can check to see if you have it is to go and write an article go into the uh, write an article section and if you have it 
you'll see at the top something to do with a message regarding uh, do you want to start a newsletter and then you take it from there but that's the only only way that you'll figure now, out is that still a thing for a while it was recommended hey use write a letter you could, you could write your own article and publish it there like a, like a me, like medium and put it out there but i don't see much of that anymore is that something you'd recommend to job seekers if let's say they're good at writing and they this is a way they could showcase their talents and, and their abilities or absolutely yeah. yeah, so people absolutely. still use it and, it and it's... I would, I mean, and it's not just, uh, I don't think that you have to be good at writing. I think mm. I think everyone has, um, everyone has inherently uh, something of value to share. And my, my, my early stuff was crap. You know, my writing, <laughs> I'm glad that my, you know, my early blog content has been buried and kind of is forgotten. <laughs> you now. get better as you go. Of course. Yeah. You, in, yeah. Invariably, you get better. And, you know, the, the, best, the best advice I gave myself was, you know what, just write how you speak. Because when you do that, you're less worried about the words that you're using. Absolutely. And then you're actually engaged. It's easier, I think, to engage with the reader because it's almost like having a conversation with that person. That's so. That's my style. It's conversational. Andy, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, it's conversational. It's it's informal, and it's all about you know I want to put value, but I also want to put some of my humor, some of my snark, some of my independent thinking, and wrap it all up and put it out there. But everyone can do that. It's not you know I don't think it's a special talent. Uh, just write how you speak and get stuck in. Can I tell you that's great because that's exactly what I do, and it makes it so much easier because. You, you know yourself and know who you are and, and you just put it out there and you don't have to pretend you're somebody else. And it just, it flows. It flows because you're being authentic. And then Absolutely. people pick up on it because they get that you're being authentic, you know? Yes, and yes. You're putting it out there. So, and the good, so, yeah, and the good news, sorry, so just yeah. one final thought on that is that the good news is that uh, it seems like a whole bunch of, of Facebookers have descended on the, the LinkedIn platform over the last 18 months or so, by which I mean, they have started to share all kinds of of content like yeah. asper <laughs> as you've noticed aspirational yeah. deeply personal stuff Jack, I, that was right? part one of the questions that's right? one of the questions so, that so I have here. again you know it's it's similar to our conversation yeah. about stalking it's like everything is game now right there's the everything yeah. is fair game on linkedin whatever you want to talk about you talk about it worry less about it being professional worry more about it being authentic and ideally yes you know if you can impart some kind of value um perhaps show off a little, mm -hmm. then, then, you know, have at it. Well, the two things, one, when you, so about the articles part, is that, is that what they're still called articles or? Yeah. So there are, there are articles and there are posts. So that the posts are the, the flavor of the month right now. That's what most people tend to do in terms of content. Post is just if you're posting there. something, you know. Post, post your... is 1,300 characters right. or less, right? So it's very short. It's kind of like the newspaper of the day. Used to have a shelf life of you know, 24 hours. Now has been extended. So, you know, you'll still get some, some hits. You'll still get engagement. Yeah, what's, on... what's the post different than if you're just going into your regular, you know, I guess, status and you just you know, you're just writing something. Is that the post or that's, is that something different? So that's a post. And funnily okay. enough, that's, that's what it used to be called. It used to be called a status update, right. but now it's just referred I'm to old, as a post. I'm old fashioned, Andy. See, that's status, I'm using all the right you're, terms. No, you're, you're, that's, what you're, that's what you probably remember, status update. Yeah. And then the article can be as long as you want, right? It can be 20,000 words, plus, plus, plus. And, you know, that's, that's a completely different thing. Uh, it gets indexed by, by the search engines. So you write a good one and you'll get that long tail engagement from, you know, the web because it's, it's out there on the web. Posts are not indexed uh, on, on, on Google. 
So then for an article, see, I was th- I thought it was kind of dying out a little bit, but I'm glad I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because would then make sense for let's say the job seeker, someone who's working, but you know, keep their eyes open and want people to know them, you know. So put content out there with what your suggestion. They don't have to be a great writer, but they could just say, hey, I'm I don't know, I'm working in the pharmaceutical space and there's so much action now thinking about vaccines and all that. So let's say a person's knowledgeable, they could write about, hey, this is what's going with Moderna. This is going on with Pfizer, J&J. And it burnishes their reputation. So even if they're not looking, they start becoming a thought leader and a go-to person. And that, like you're saying, so if they have a long tail it's going to be on there for a while, then recruiters would see them hiring managers HR. So do you think, would that be a good suggestion for people to do? Absolutely. So okay. that's, you know, that's digging your well before you're thirsty. That's doing that kind of stuff. Yes. Now, articles uh, certainly do that. But as a, you know, as a step to that, right, you could also curate. So some of those decision makers that you, you, you're desperate to get on their radar, you could start sharing, right, resharing their content, right, resharing their posts, uh, which not only is a nice thing to do, but it's also, well, who's this Andy Foote? Uh, character what oh he's oh i see he's in the same space that's why he's sharing it oh and he's got he's got 100 120 uh people you know in his in his whatever in his network or or 1200 and then when you reshare jack what you should do is not just reshare it which is very easy to do but you should also uh, add your own um prelude to it you should okay so you you have to introduce yeah. yeah so don't just don't just you know reshare it, but actually uh, put your own spin or your own comments or your own uh, your own thoughts about what you're sharing and why you're sharing it, and so you know have that 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 meaningful approach to to curating, and you can do that, uh, and it's it's I think it's probably going to be easier than writing your own original uh, content to start with, because you know you get into that habit that flow of of um, of working with content. I think that's that's a great idea. It's interesting. The first time I saw someone do that with one of my articles, at first being the cynical New Yorker guy, I'm like, wait, did this person just steal my article, taking credit? What? They're like, oh no, okay, they're actually doing a nice thing. So that's yeah. unfortunately, tag. You, you know. yeah. So you would tag, yeah, you would you would tag. So like, oh Kelly. wait, yeah, that's you, really yeah. nice. They're taking my article and they're just giving, and then they put their yep. kind of spin on it and they give it a little texture and layers. I'm like. Yes. Cool. And I'm, I'm, I, and I always respond to those right away. I'm like, Hey, Andy, thank you so much for re- yes. sharing it. Great. Hey, I like your point about this because yeah, it's a very nice thing to do. Yeah. So that's, a, so, that's yeah. Re- and you, and you can, you can get over that, yeah. that fear of, uh, you know, copying or being a copycat because exactly. you credit, you exactly. credit by tagging. Hey, Hey, um, Thanks very much. This article on hot air ballooning by Jack Kelly. Love this. And he <laughs> you might love want... hot air balloons. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just, just using that as an example throughout. Although I got to tell you, I don't know if they have an issue. You're in Chicago, right? Correct. I So I don't know if they have it there, but this year they didn't have it this summer. They would have the like balloon races in these big open fields in New Jersey where I live and these hot air balloons. And they're all sorts of, you know, cartoon characters, whatever. And they're flying up. And I don't care what age you are. You see that it's majestic. It's amazing. It's beautiful v- to watch. Very, very relaxing, I'm sure. It's awesome. Yeah. So so it's interesting you bring it up because I, I'm not a hot food fan, but it just, yeah. I'll show you some pictures I took of it. So this blows your mind. When you just see those things out there just floating around, <laughs> fantastic. Well, one last question about like LinkedIn, because I can't believe how much this time flew by. And then, and then I'll let you go, because I've been rude, just pepper you with questions, but I did have a lot of questions for people. So I wanted to, to get through. The open to work banner. Yes. Yay or nay? 
Nay. So, okay. uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you why. Um, I, I put a, a poll out as well about mm -hmm. the, the Open to Work uh, banner, and I asked what people thought, and I, I made it very simple. Most of my polls are yes or no. And and just, not, not by a large margin, but just uh, the no's had it. So they they decided it was a it was a, it was not a good idea, and in particular, a lot of the people who commented were were career coaches, uh, and and they said actually it's it's not a good idea, and some of the reasoning went as follows: uh, there's there's no differentiation when you put that green circle on your headshot, so there's nothing that basically sells you beyond I'm looking, and I think there are more intelligent ways, uh, more impactful ways, should I say, that to to demonstrate you know your value and what you can do for an organization and you can do that in your about section you can even do that in your headline if you craft a you know a, a, a great headline that, that talks to your value but not only your value but what specifically you can do the the green banner doesn't do that so at a glance i think it can be easily dismissed so that's you know that's my thinking um I think also it, it's, um, I was going to say it can't be searched on. I think that's right. I think, I don't think they can do a visual search, right, on LinkedIn. So it's really your headline anyway and what you put in your, in your about section. And, you know, from the recruiter package, what they're looking for in terms of the boxes they tick, right? So fundamentally, they're looking at skills uh, yeah. and then doing keyword searches. So that's my thinking. Uh, I think the third reason I would not put open to work, that, that circle on there, is that, it kind of looks desperate um, to me, um, and other people have said this too. I think, you know, you want to look like you're, you know, you belong. You want to look like you're employed, right? You want to catch them at your profile, and you don't want to risk people just scrolling by because you're the 80th person with the green circle that they've seen, you know, in the day. Uh, again, you know, that's the, that's the lack of differentiation. See, so, so with you, and it's what, what strikes me as challenging really is this, where you see the open to work or open to opportunities, which I, I get, but then often, and we, we, we started Recruiter. It's a platform, you know, it was a free platform, eventually going to charge for it because we're hemorrhaging money, paying for, for helping out everyone for free, but it was just to help people during this tough yeah. time. And then I would say to them, but a lot of times I could see they're not happy with my answer, kind of what you're saying, that all the reasons you articulated. But then I would also add, oftentimes it'll, it'll be something like this, you know, hashtag, you know, open to work, COVID-19, help. And I'm not exaggerating, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. you well, COVID-19, I'm out of work. Can you have someone help me? And I'm thinking, yeah. well, how can I help you? Christine, yeah. who was on earlier to help get it set up because I'm an idiot when it comes to technology and I need help so that she was at the beginning saying, Hey, what I'm going to do is when I see people open to work, open up to you, I'll, I'll kind of really try to amplify it yeah. and, and put them out there. But then everyone realized, wait a minute, we're not really helping because they're not saying, okay, I'm Andy and I'm looking for this job. Here's what I did. Here's my background. Here's my experience. Here's the job I want. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's the compensation rate. It's like, okay, I, now I know how I could help you. Or if I exactly. can't help you, I could find the right person. But if it's just like, help me. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to be as specific as possible. Right? 
the more specific you are, the better, because, you know, time is at a premium. Yeah. And unless you get those facts over ASAP to people exactly, who, yes. who then can say, yeah. okay, well, I can, or I can't help, or I know someone who can, you've got to, you know, you've got to have that, that specificity. I appreciate that. Cause I was thinking, am I the jerk <laughs> for saying that? But, but I feel I that, so. Hey, how can I help someone? And then if yeah. I start looking to figure it out, I'm like, yeah, I start getting frustrated. Like, well, if right. you want me to help you, why are you making it like a wild goose chase right, trying to right. figure it out? Make it easier. You know, yeah. And you know who does help? LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, they look like they're helping, right? So That's do, true. Do, do think of it in terms of this is what LinkedIn is doing to help job seekers. So in terms of PR, it ticks that box. You know, I've, I've also say- noticed this. Do you notice this? You know, to me, I, I always viewed LinkedIn as more of a white collar, you know, office type. But over the last certain months, just like you mentioned, so a lot of Facebook, I see a lot of people in other industries, which is fine. Yep. But that's probably to your point when you're saying about LinkedIn, well, yeah, if we have more members, more people, we have a chance to make more money. Have you seen that too? Absolutely. Where- yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's no reason why LinkedIn shouldn't be representative yeah. of, you know, the entire workforce. Yeah. And, you know, they, they all have a, a valid reason to be on the platform and they can all excel in, in, in their own way. So absolutely. I'm all for that. Yeah. Do you think LinkedIn should say something like, okay, hey, we now have all these other people. So if your recruiters or hiring managers who maybe aren't on LinkedIn for that or not looking, we say, oh, wait, you know, you notice it because you're on it all the time. I notice all the time. Others may not be aware of it. But they don't do that. Do they LinkedIn? Like they don't really give those kind of like mass announcements. Hey, here's what's happening. They do. They they tend to do a lot in the dark. um, And, you know, things just change. And I, I, obviously that's the way they prefer it because a lot of it is testing and, you know, rollouts and, and fixing things. One of my friends said that uh, LinkedIn is a, the way that LinkedIn operates is a lot like, you know, them trying to fix their bicycle while they, while they ride it. Let's feel that way. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I get that, but they could do a lot more in terms of, um, rollouts as an example, they could specifically say, okay, you are in this region and you will get newsletters right. by X date uh, and take away a lot of the, uh, you know, not anxiety, but a lot of the, the sort of confusion that, so why don't I have newsletter, right? Um, so they're, they're opaque in, 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 in some things and they, they, they could just get a lot better at communication, frankly. Yeah. So I re- you were so generous with your time and your knowledge. I would, seriously, I really appreciate it. And what I would encourage people to do, what we're going to do is, we were recording it so then we could, you know, I could give it to you, put on social media, put on social media. And I would say whoever's watching now, but whoever's most likely could be watching later on to go through this a few times, because you may not realize that you just, I, I don't know, it's like, what did I hate you? Like 10, 12 questions. And you went into death, just walking it through. This is like a graduate school class. And I, seriously, I'm not exaggerating in LinkedIn and what to do, what not to do. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, so anyone who watches this, uh, and, and goes through it, boy, they're going to know all the ins and outs. They're going to think, hey, I do this. Yeah, good for me. Or, oh, I don't. Oof. I walked away with a lot. Like, I'm going to do, can I tell you something? For my articles, I used to post it on articles and I thought it was dead. So I haven't. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to doing that. So just off the, just, just right off the top, that's one yeah. thing, boy, that I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, sure. Cause that's easy for me because I have such a library of stuff. I could just copy and paste and put them in there and I have, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to put out there. Maybe so that's, that's part of, yeah, maybe that's part of newsletter, right? Yeah. They're expecting some side of See, uh, that. And that's the second that, thing. I'm going to totally yeah. look into that for sure. Yeah. Because this way, 
you get people who share the same interests and, and you know they're getting it, you know they're having it. Now, I've been rude by just peppering with questions. To open up to you, are there things that you'd like to bring out, like to bring up to attention, um, whether it's about LinkedIn or anything else you're working on? You haven't been rude at all. This is what I this is what I signed up for. I wanted to be peppered with questions. Your questions were excellent. That's that's exactly what I what I love uh, on the LinkedIn Live is to you know have rapid fire questions. Um, sent, well, sometimes sent, you see what you way. feel like. All right, I don't want to make it like you know. I'm just let's say, all right. Give me a break. Let me take a breather. No, so, no. I expected. I, I expected more. I expected yeah. more. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll get to the next page. <laughs> we'll do that for the next talk. But is there, is there anything like you, that, I, you know, we didn't ask that you'd like to share or? No, not at all. Just um, if, if you if you want to connect with me, then feel free. Yes. Um, okay. I'm obviously on LinkedIn and I am a budding podcaster. So I've, uh, I think, episode 27, nice. perhaps, of uh, the Footnotes uh, show. Uh, check that out if you if you find yourself next to uh, a search engine, look up foot-notes, foot with an E-notes, and you'll find my dulcet tones interviewing intrinsically interesting people. Um, so, yeah, that's it, Jack. Thank, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. This was great. On. I it appreciate it. Great meeting you. This is fantastic. And I really appreciate you gave some great advice. So thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot I-O. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.